Shalom friends, in this, um, in this lesson I'd like to talk about actually a, um, a Jewish ritual, um, which is immersion in a kosher mikvah after um, a period of time after one's period, after one's menstru menstruation um, is over. Um, and uh, this is based on um, on on the Torah, you know, some some passages from the Torah. And so what happens is that um, a woman will usually uh, call the 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 the, the place. Um, um, usually, it's well for me. I, I it's usually a house that has been converted into a mikvah. Um, I've been to one where there's, or the one that I usually go to, it has many mikvahs, and it's basically a house that was converted in, um, well, they have only one mikvah, sorry, in the middle, but they have various bathrooms, they have several bathrooms where women can prepare um, before they go into the mikvah. And then once when I was traveling to California, the mikvah that I went to was um, basically a inside of a small um, building at the side of a house. So it's just one mikvah at, at someone's house. And that's also very common um, to have a mikvah like in a basement or something in a house. Um, and then I know there's also some, some mikvahs that are actually part of a shul. I've been to that kind before as well. So this, this, this ritual, this ceremony, it usually happens at night. So typically you will call the, um, or I will call the, the mikvah house, and I and I'll call the the day before, um, and I'll tell them that I need an appointment for the night, the the the, the, the day after at night, um, and uh, so it's always at night to be discreet so that um, you know people can't see because people shouldn't really be knowing that a woman's cycle ended and. You know, because after this time, um, she is able to be with her husband sexually, because during the days of um, Nida or the unclean period during the menstrual cycle, um, the husband and wife are not allowed to to um, <clears throat> be with each other uh, sexually. Um, so it's a very personal matter. So it's usually done at night, and I usually drive myself and. Um, at the at the mikvah that I normally go to, um, they ask that if the husband drops off the woman, um, that he not park right right in front of the mikvah so that other women don't see him because, again, for to be discreet, it's supposed to be a private thing. Not not uh, um, many people, especially not other men, should be knowing. You know, when's when a woman's menstrual cycle ends, especially if it's not his own wife. Um, so, um, and then uh, um, what, I, what I usually do is I, I prepare a lot at home. Um, I make sure that I have no nail polish, um, no, um, no band-aids, you know, if there are any band-aids, that, that should be off before the mikvah, no, no um, makeup, um, no, no lotions, nothing. And then, um, when I go to the mikvah, 
um, I will uh, take a shower and then um, also comb my hair out uh, afterwards. And I'll use soap, but not like conditioner or anything oily that would stick to my skin. Um, and also, like if if I need to trim my nails before I before I um, before I go to the mikvah, so I'll do that at home. So I'll take off all my makeup, my nail polish, trim my nails, take off my band aids, stuff like that. Um, um, and of course, when I go there, I, I, I will dress, you know, very modestly and cover my head, um, as uh, or observant Jewish women do. And um, but I'll bring an extra pair of clothes um, to change into after the mikvah. So after I, when I'm at the mikvah and and I'm done preparing, uh, meaning I'm done showering, they um, usually provide a a towel or a bathrobe that I can get into after my shower. And so after my shower, I'll just put on that, that bathrobe and nothing else. And then I will call for the attendant. And um, at the one I usually go to, there's a like a bell that's rung, um, which puts on a light above your door. And so when it's your turn, the attendant will come to my door and open it up and walk me to the mikvah. Um, sometimes it's not that fancy and I'll just kind of, you know, call or, um, call the attendant somehow. Um, so, um, when I, you know, when I call the attendant, I'm waiting, um, you know, with just the robe on and then, uh, she, she will walk me to the, um, to the mikvah, which is basically a small pool that's, um, specially constructed. And I will give her my towel or my rope so that I go into the water um, completely naked. And then um, I go in about, you know, depending on how deep the mikvah is, I go into about, you know, till it covers, uh, till it almost reaches my shoulders, uh, probably. And then I, um, I'll say the blessing. Um, which is Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Asher Kitshanu B'Mitzvotav V'Tzivanu Al Tavila, which means Blessed are you, Lord our God, um, King of the Universe, who has con- commanded us concerning um, concerning immersion, and um, then I will dunk inside. When you dunk inside, you have to make sure that you fully dunk and you're not holding on, you're not holding on to any rails um, or anything like that. And then, you know, I stay there for a few seconds and then I get out and then I look back. It's important to look back at the attendant and she will say, kosher, if you have fully immersed. If you've not fully immersed, meaning you didn't go in deep enough and a part of your body or, or, or your hair was sticking out um, during the immersion, then she will not say that it's kosher. She'll say something else. Um, but um, if she does say it's kosher, then I'll I'll d- go and dunk two more times. Um, and each time I go up, I'll look back again at the attendant, and she'll say kosher each time. And I'll do that three times. 
and um, you can say, um, you know, sometimes I'll say a personal prayer, either before the dunking or after the dunking. Sometimes I'll even say it like in between the dunkings, just really depending on how I feel. Now, um, some 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 um, some Jews hold that before you say any blessing, your head should be covered, and so in order to achieve that, you can you can um, just put your your hand on your head um, when, while you're saying the blessing before the first immersion. You you don't have to say the blessing each and every time. You only have to say it the first time um, before you dunk. Um, so you you can you know put your hand over your head to, to cover your head um, and then and then dunk. Um, another ritual is to um, so after the dunking, um, after the immersions, you, you know I you walk out of the of the pool and the the attendant is there. Um, holding your robe and looking away, you know, holding your robe while looking away so that you can go into your robe or your towel. Um, and then after you're, you know, you've put the robe on, um, you're done. Um, but there's also another, um, tradition or, um, custom to touch the attendant after, um, you, you are done with the immersion. And um, there are midrashic reasons for that, various legends and, and whatnot. But, um, you know, human touch is a nice thing, um, a very healing thing. Um, so it's a nice add-on to the ritual as well. It's not necessarily mandatory, but um, it, it can be a nice a nice custom to follow, to touch the tendon. I know with the days of COVID and stuff like that, it might not be very feasible. Now, um, I think it's a very beautiful ritual, and I think it's a great time for me to... Um, something else I like to do is before I go to the mikveh house, um, I'll take a I'll take a bath at home, and I'll put like some Epsom salt and essential oils in the bath, you know, right before, and um, kind of like to detox. Um, it's just a really nice time, you know, after your period to to feel very clean and feel refreshed and to rededicate yourself to to the Heavenly Father, to the Creator um, who made you and to remember how, how special you are as a woman, um, that you have this special gift of being able to uh, reproduce and give birth to a child, so much so that there's a special ritual, you know, attached to, to this cycle of birth. Um, and it's a, a special time that, you know, um, I can pray for my family and for my marriage also, um, and my children, you know, things that are related to this, this, this um, womanly cycle. It's a very beautiful ritual. A very um, renewing and refreshing um, sort of ritual, and um, so my um, my Brazil rabbi um, actually says that a swimming pool 
um, can be a kosher mikvah. And this would, this would be for anyone who doesn't have kosher, uh, access to a kosher mikvah. Um, if you, maybe you're not Jewish, but you would like to, to practice the ritual um, anyways, because you feel um, led to, to do so, because you, you know, are learning about the Torah and you are taking on certain commandments upon yourself, which is perfectly fine to do. The Rambam says that um, it's okay for a non-Jew to do that. Um, you know, um, even though it may not be mandatory, it's 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 still um, you can do it. And there, I believe that there is blessing in keeping this ritual of abstaining from, you know, sexual relations during your period and reconvening only after um, or this ritual. Um, so I just like to share that with you. Um, um, and um, encourage you, you know, that um, um, to maybe even try this if this is something that is foreign um, to you, or if you're Jewish and you've never done this before, and you'd like to explore this part of Judaism. And um, you know, I think that you know the the things that I do as a Jew for you know. Um, as prescribed by the Torah and by Judaism, um, I always try to do it with a sense of joy and purpose, and um, and to find fulfillment and meaning from um, everything that I do, everything that I do, especially when it comes to things that I do um, for 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 God and for spirituality and and uh, for the Torah. Shalom.